Welcome to The Soul Show. I'm your host, Hillary Boynton, here with my hilarious sidekick, Miss Rita Ross. That's me. We're just a couple real food mamas sharing our real food journeys and giving you valuable tips along the way. Here at School of Lunch, we believe simplicity is gourmet, and there's no greater gift you can give yourself and your family than learning to cook. So roll up your sleeves, get in your kitchens, and let's get cracking. <laughs> so Rita, meet Kelly. Kelly, meet Rita. Nice to Hi, meet Kelly. you. Oh, God. Okay, I've heard so weird. much. You guys would be like soul. You just like, I'm like, you're going to love each other. I already feel like I know you just from watching like Instagram stuff a little right. bit. Now I have a question. If I do this, can you hear me swallow? A little bit. Okay. Cause Chuck will I drink can- and I'm like, I can literally hear that going down your throat. So I did try if I'm on the thing, I'm like, I probably shouldn't drink anything. Cause it's like, <laughs> can you hear this? No, not really. But you don't have earbuds in. I think I the microphone no, I don't. is so close. Okay. So all right. You guys look fab. I'm like well, freaking sort uniform of. on. Give my bra. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. There, I fixed it, but you know it's gonna come back out. Well, all right. So should we just I uh, to be quiet. tell them to pipe down? I know I just oh, locked here. my door. I'm like locking the you door. Lock, you gotta lock the children out. <laughs> well, I don't think I liked it, but I gave them like a stern warning before we started. Okay, there you go. But they'll, they'll, you start seeing fingers under the door and you're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're old enough that they better listen. Okay. Good. There you go. Okay, oh man. Okay. This is like beauty counter, like 10 years old. It's probably. Oh, like really? Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, they just <laughs> be that. Is that a lip gloss? It's like a kid's lip gloss, but it's like, it's gotta be 10 years old. Wow. I don't know. I got to get rid of that it. How long ago it was? It was a long time ago that they started, right? You started right at the beginning. Can you imagine if you would have stayed with it? You'd be, <laughs> you'd be an MP. I, I've realized it's, I'm not good at it. You got me. I've tried it like three times. I've oh, you did? I did. I gave it my all. It's so much bigger now. Why don't you think that that would be? <sighs> but better? it also does take time and I don't have a lot yeah. of time. So and it's you like, it, you kind of have to d- do some I don't think it's also was her was I don't think it's your thing, yeah. you know. Your passion, yeah. Right. Like I got I my own brand you, like, remote. So it's like hard to I don't know. It just always felt like I was trying to sell people on things and I'm like, nah. it doesn't feel like that to me at all. And I think it's because I just well, so we happy. love it. I love it. I do well, love the brand. Yeah, like I want people to know that there's options. Like it was like the um the thing in your preview that I just read. You know, it. Oh, yeah. I said beauty counter, right? No, it didn't say beauty counter. It just said to watch what you're putting on your skin. Oh, yeah. I think I had a link for beauty counter in there when I originally did that because I was a beauty counter rep. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't see that. But I think so I think I took it out because I'm no longer a rep. Yeah. Well, I always tell okay. her that she should have a little section like, you know, oh. soul, soul show approved or whatever. Just right, so we will. Know. We will. Not right now. Not right now. Maybe tomorrow, but not right now. <laughs> Okay. Why? Why not right now? Because I have to do it. I just have to make yes. section. So we have all the things, but I just have to make the section. Sorry, I'm crooked and I'm trying to make my thing not be crooked. Mm. Okay. Hillary, that reminds me of, of Cecilia when she was like, her, her mom's like, you, you know, you got to clean your room. You know, you're keep, she keeps bugging her to clean the room. And she and, and Cecilia's like, I'm having a problem, you know? And she's like, what is it? She's like, I don't want to do it. 
<laughs> She's like six years old. The problem is I don't want to. So shoot, like, we need a Cecilia. We need a Cecilia moment. That is one day. We'll get that in one day. There's so many things I don't want to do. I know, right? I know. I have a cleaning lady now because I hate cleaning. Uh oh, what just happened? Do you follow the fly lady? Shit. No, I don't, but I heard about her. I feel like okay. she would stress me out. I gotta turn that. Oh, off. really? You know, the little only honestly, I don't really follow every single thing, but the one thing that stuck with me with her was the clean sink count challenge that I I really can't go to bed with anything in the sink. Like I make sure all my dishes are done and I I wake up to a clean sink. That's like the one tip hey, I got from her. Rita, do you not have me. a teenager? No, mine's 20 something. Okay, because now. I go to bed with a clean sink, but I wake up after my teenagers have their second and third dinner and it's oh dirty again touche and they won't do it they won't <laughs> clean it chuck was okay. like that his daughter would leave the dishes for days and i'm like make her do them that is so gross well if we applied the proper threats i'm sure we could get them to do that but i have sure. other things i have to use all my threats for i know see kelly i love this kind of thinking it's proper fats proper threats you know you just it's staying within the all proper yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness you guys yes, right, you, gotta, you gotta know what to what to push and what to let that's right sometimes. yes exactly. okay so ready to rock and roll am i cut yeah. off is my head cut off no okay sure? okay okay are we recording any of this because some people might like our chat up to now well we started i know some people love love this kind of stuff it's already recording it's recording can you guys see it saying recording yeah yeah but I don't know if it's recording on my I'm end. Like, or what do we say? Did we do anything incriminating? Well, you could go back and watch. Just well, if we do, like I told you, his Hillary. If I ever go to jail, I'm just going to start a you know real food program up in the kitchen. There you go. Right, you're going to bloom where you're planted. You'd be that's right. You'd be tied in right Bible. away. You'd be I'd like have a Bible in there for sure. I mean, I'll make you a pie. <laughs> I would do that too. Take the Bible and take my real foodie stuff. Hey, speaking of that, maybe you guys want me to talk about this on the thing. Are we going to yeah. just show this or not? Because I can show you what book I'm reading right now. Well, let's. Should we do it on the podcast? Yeah. So yeah, okay. Um, what we're talking about up till now? Okay, go ahead. Like okay, Hillary, you. Well, started. we can, but we should start the podcast. Okay, you, you can always splice it. Whatever. We, we, we try to be the, at least faux the, official. The techno dentist. We're going to try and keep it to an hour or two because we're just. I have my timer on, so okay. it's going to go off. All righty. Okay, here we go. Ready, everybody? Get out your. Okay, here we go. <laughs> You're good. All right. Okay, welcome to the Soul Show. We are on episode 11 and letter K. And who better to have on for letter K than Kelly the Kitchen Cup? You cup of the K. Up that. It's funny <laughs> well, when I saw that I was letter K, I'm like, she's good. I mean, it's a it's like a no-brainer. I realize I don't even know your last name. I'm like, I consider you one of my like closest peeps. And I'm like, I, know, I only I know her as Kelly the Kitchen Cup. You know, I didn't, I didn't even tell people my last name for a long time in my like kitchen cat business because I, I had little kids and I was trying to be careful. And but now people now know it. it's out. Do you want to tell yeah. people? It's Mogenberg, to... but you'll never be able to spell it. So it's fine. Mogenberg. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Okay, so there you so... go. You'll never remember it. But, but you know, it just Kelly remember. Mahalikiberg. What did you say? Again? That was her name, Kelly Mahalikiberg. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, I would just right. like to request one thing that don't ever shorten my my website to triple K. 
A, B. Uh, so oh, good point. It's a little, a little, a little edgy. No, that Don't never crossed my mind. Well, some people brought it up one time and I was like, you know what? Let's not shorten it like that. Okay. okay. No. Let's not go there. Let's no. stay with no. Kelly the kitchen. Okay. I say and that. special case. Special case. There we well, go. <laughs> I don't know about that one either. Isn't that like okay. okay. A crappy cereal? Yeah. Oh. God, it will, it'll be okay. You're Kelly the Kitchen Cop. It's, it's, it's like, easier to remember that than, than anything else. Yeah. Right. It's like the moms who name their kids like Christine or Thomas and you don't shorten it to Tommy or Chrissy or whatever. You just stay with yeah. Kelly Some the people Kitchen are Cop. like picky about nicknames. And yeah. Kind of and, am about that one for obvious reasons. All right. Well, we obvious. won't nickname you. Well, let me okay. give the audience a little bit of a background on uh, how I discovered you. Okay. And I think it goes back about... 15 years, maybe. Well, yes. well, wait, maybe more. Me. I know we're getting it old. Can't be more because I started my blog in like, I started late 2007 working on it in January 1st of 2008 is when it went live. Okay. So that's when I, okay. Cause my son was born, my eczema baby in 2006. Oh, okay. And then I think I discovered you like, you know, 2007, 2000, 2008, it went live. Must be, yeah. So right when you right when you were kind of new because the blogging was like this huge real food food blogging was brand new. I know. I went to the Western Price Conference, and in Texas, what? oh Texas, Texas, and like Dallas, I think right. It was like when we first met in person. I think it was when we first met, and you were like a celebrity to me. I was just like, oh my gosh, all these bloggers are here, and because I had been that mom that was desperate for the information. And had discovered real food and had healed my child of eczema with real, raw milk and cod liver oil, discovered the Weston A. Price Foundation. And there was this new kind of thing with like, there were like a handful of real food bloggers. And every time I would discover one, it was just like down the rabbit hole. And oh my gosh, there are other people doing this. And it, and it made so much sense to me that I just was like a sponge. I couldn't get enough. And you were like, really, I think the first one I discovered, I don't know how I found you. Really don't. Probably but just you, because back then I actually showed up in Google searches. Maybe, yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into real food and why you decided decided to start this blog and help other mamas because you truly are like pioneer in my eyes. I mean, you've just been and you've been at it and you haven't given up and you just keep sharing. So it's I really, feel like you're like me. It's like a calling, right? Yeah, that's just it. I love it so much that I couldn't stop. You know, even if. Um, I mean, I, I don't make that much with it, with the actual blogging anymore because it got so difficult. So that's why it's been really tricky to, to like stick with it over time. Right. But I feel like there's so many people that still need to hear this that aren't hearing, you know, hearing these things. It just shocks me how many people still don't get it. You know, it, sometimes I think we're lulled into thinking that everyone is like us because, you know, of our circles, like we're in our circles. And then you just step out just a little bit and you realize how many people still are literally dying because they don't mm. have information. And I, so I have so many little, um, this like kind of deeper dive things that really still get to me. Like, you know, this whole, um, COVID vaccine thing drives me crazy. How many people are just filing in for the shot without really looking into it? Or I have, um, things like, um, anti-anxiety meds, people that go to their doc and immediately are put on those having no idea how it will change their lives and 
most likely mess up things forever. So I have all these things I still feel really passionate about. But in the very beginning, it started, um, it should have started because I had a toddler that was crazy. Um, I know he was reacting. Now I know he was reacting to some of the crap I fed him. I had no idea the crap that I was putting into his little body and he was just crazy. And, but at the time I started out just because a friend happened to mention the Western Price Foundation to me when I told her that I was doing a diet that was not a great diet. I think it's like South, South Beach or some stupid diet like that. And so that's why I found the Western Price Foundation and I started learning so much and I became this crazy woman that wanted to tell everybody I knew about it. And I started kind of repeating myself over and over because I'm like, oh, you got to, you should take cod liver oil for this reason. And, and a friend finally said, you know, you're telling everybody the same stuff. You should just start a blog. So I like, wow, I don't even know what that is. So I just figured it out one step at a time and lots of tears. Oh my gosh, the tech. Mm. I cannot even tell you. Now I have people, like I can call people to help me with stuff and they're so awesome. And I don't know what I would do without them. Back then though, I didn't have people. I didn't have the money for people. And I just had to sludge through it all. And it was, it was quite frustrating. The only thing that was my saving grace was I was meeting people like you, Hillary, and other good friends who were, you know, kind of blazing this trail with me. And it, you know, we were all just doing this together, I think, to try to help all these kids who were suffering and these mamas who were suffering right along with them. Well, I, yeah, that's one thing I, I, uh, I love so much. And I encourage people to jump into this, jump in the ring and get in your kitchens and start cooking and start meeting people because you, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like food brings people together, but it's this, it's the mama mama's on a mission or just mama's that mama love where you just want to bring everybody in and help them along and extend that olive branch. Like you can do this because we know how it works. And Rita too, like we've seen the difference that real food has made in our lives. And so it's really a, um, it's a comfortable inviting place to be right. When you meet your tribe of like-minded people. And we always say, we meet you where you are and just jump in. And I promise we'll just like swoop you up and tell you everything we know. It's kind of like being a Christian, you know, you always want to take somebody with you, you know? So it's like when you, absolutely when you think, you know, something good. So that's the same. I think what you guys are doing, what, you know, Hillary's all about is who can I, you know, now that I know who can I tell, tell this to, and who can I bring into the circle and, and help people be well. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, I think we, it, it, it pings my heart. I know, and I'm sure you guys too, that you see people making decisions on blind faith really, or just not like I I said the other day on a stories that I just posted, like, like Andy Wakefield said, make decisions based on knowledge, not ignorance. And that has just always stuck with me because I made decisions when my kids were little based on no knowledge and ignorant and just ignorance. I just went blindly in and said, okay, you know, I just trusted. And at this point, it's really, you have to do your own research and you have to find uh, the information and you have to feel comfortable in your gut. You have to ask your gut, right? About what am I feeding my kids? What am I putting into my kids on every level? And so just, um, I want, this is what this is all about is that empowerment, right? Right. So I was going to say something too, about what you said, Rita, about as a Christian, how it's so similar. I have found so many similarities because I compare my, I call it my food conversion to my Christian conversion, which was 10 years before my food conversion. And it's amazing how these worlds are sort of um, intersecting in so many ways. And, and like you said, you just want to bring people along. But one thing I always try to 
you know, comment on when we're talking about this is that we're not perfect. You know, no. oh no. So many things that um like I still screw up all the time. As a matter of fact, a perfect example is yesterday I took my daughter for um she is starting a new job at a daycare center and she had to get a TB shot. Well, I when I was a nurse like 25 years ago or whatever it was, I guess it was not 30. Eh. Um, <laughs> I used to get the little four prong, you know, the little TB shot, and that was really not that big a deal. Then in two days you check it, make sure it's not, you know, puffing up or reacting and then it's fine. And so I thought, Oh, okay, well, that's fine. I took her in for the TB shot. Well, I mentioned that on my rant on Facebook that I, on the other day, and someone's like, uh, did you check out that TB shot? And I was like, Oh man, such an idiot. I didn't even check. And there's some crap in that too. And hopefully yeah. she's got a strong enough gut that she's fine. And you know, hopefully it won't be an issue, but like I, sometimes I still forget, you know, to oh, yeah. out or or sometimes we still eat some organic junk food. I, I call it, you know, because just because it's organic, we both, we all three know that that doesn't mean that it's a health food. So, you know, we're not perfect, but we're, you know, at least we are trying to live a life that's a little more enlightened, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I think as humans, we can't, we're never going to be able to escape that, that, uh, how fallible we are and how we're going to continually. I mean, I just feel like I stumble through life. Honestly, I'm a hopeless sinner. There, I, you know, I just, I really pretty much deserve nothing, honestly. So, <laughs> so I just keep trying to like, okay, he, thank you for this day. He gave me another day. Just keep and swimming. let me see what I can do with it. Just keep swimming. Always forward, oh, yeah. never straight, right, Reese? That's right. Yeah, but yeah. you give and give and give of yourself and you make people laugh, which I think is the biggest gift of all. So, well, we'll see. I always say you're going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll um, see. I hope I, you may you have, will be the only one who will see, I guess. Your lips to God's ears. Okay, yeah, so moving on, what do you... So actually, Kelly, I want to comment on that because I saw your post about how you went to the hospital to get the shot for your daughter and then uh, the TB <laughs> shot and then all the vending machines that are in the hospital. Uh, what this is was it? just in a doctor's office, like little lobby area or whatever. Oh, it wasn't yeah, even a hospital? It was just a doctor. Yeah, it's just a doctor's office. Yeah, did you see how crazy people are going over it though? Like, no, I didn't see all the comments. But what? Let me explain. There was vending machines of Gatorade. I don't know if there was soda, but I couldn't see the whole thing. But candy. I mean, I had the same experience about ten years ago in actually our little doctor's office in Massachusetts, and I was just like, "What is going on? This makes no sense." Right. So it's just, it doesn't make sense, and I think that's what's so frustrating. It's just like, why, why, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what were the comments that were going on? Why were people getting oh, lit up about it? People were roasting me because we're like, you can just walk on by, you know, and, you know, why are you, you know, what are you, the food police? And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I am a cop. I was just trying to say. Yes, I, I am. To them. Yeah, I just tried to say, I'm not telling people what they should choose. I'm just saying, why would that be available at a place that's supposed to be supporting your health? I don't understand that. I just why have that junk there, you know, have either have healthier options or don't have anything. But some people are like, Oh, well, you know, when I was with my husband who was dying of cancer, you know, I was happy to have any comfort food. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm so sorry that you went through that. But if you had some other options, wouldn't you have been, you know, even happier? That's not going to make you sick, but it's a disconnect. Real talk. Yeah, he's like, no, there were some salads there, but I didn't want any salads. So, Mm. yeah, it's it's a disconnect, and so we need we need to. I'm feeling more uh, like 
our voices need to be heard. You know, we do need to just raise that question. You're not shaming the person maybe that chooses to, to buy. It is a choice, right? We want everybody to have their choice. But like you said, in a place that's pr- supposed to be promoting health, it right. doesn't make any sense. Well, so. Hillary, what I think what where this circles back to is what Kelly was saying and what you were saying, which is, um, you know, not to make decisions out of ignorance. So somebody, so I think people are not willfully, maybe they are, you know, ignorant on these things. Ignorance meaning just that, you know, you don't have the information, you know, you're just kind of going off what you know. So when you have someone like Hillary or you have someone like Kelly who are willing and able and have the courage, which is great, which is a great virtue because courage is really, really, very hard these days. But when someone has the courage to tell you the truth about food or tell you the truth about things, um, in coming from a place of wanting to help, um, even when you do that, you know, it's like, what is this? What is it, Kelly? Like no good deed goes unpunished. You know, it's like, you just kind of, it's part of the, it's just part of the whole thing of being somebody who's, uh, willing to use their voice that way. And it's really admirable that you both can take the punches that you take and just keep moving forward with it. So just wanted to point that out. It does get annoying though, because it seems like my readers used to be even if they weren't on the same page, people could disagree in a much more kind way in the olden days. And now it seems like people are just, I don't know if they're more bored or they have too much time on their hands. I don't know what it is. People just seem more than happy to just get so snippy. And so I just said something in the thing. I'm like, you guys, I'm totally fine with you disagreeing with me. That's great. But how about we all just be kind? Yeah. There's no excuse. Yeah, just like chill out a little bit. Don't get so like upset over it, you know? Yeah, there really is. I think no. everybody, I think everyone's voices right now are feeling squelched. Yeah. So when there's some trigger, like something you post or something, you know, and it, and it, and it, it, people take it personally. Like she's talking to someone like me because, you know, I didn't do that, you know, or I did that or whatever. And, and then they just go, you know, they've got to put all this, especially in the last year, have to put all this kind of, angst and uh, you know deposit it deposit in all these places because it's like it's over everybody's just so filled up with ah you know well, and then and mm-hmm. then really squelched to tell their truth you know so it's like any little place they can kind of you know get a little bit of that out I think that's what happens you know it's what happens I think there's a lot of emotion like we talked with uh Justin last week about there's a lot of emotion tied to eating and food and uh and decision-making and whatnot. So, um, let's get to, let's get to the heart of the obstacles that get in the way for people to make the choice to, to decide or not decide to choose a nutrient dense diet, or how do we remove the barriers? Because I know like a lot of people say they don't have the time, they don't have the money. And a lot of times people get to this, uh, space because of a sick child or a sickness that they might have. And it's sort of out of necessity that you scratch the surface and you find the help you need. But how, I mean, my million dollar question is, you know, how do we wake up people before the wake up call, before you get that cancer diagnosis or your kid has been on anxiety meds for 10 years. And now you're realizing that probably wasn't the right way to go. I mean, how do we start to peel back the barriers or remove the barriers. I always mix those things, like peel the layers of the onions and <laughs> whatever it is, but you know what I mean, right? So like, what are your best tips to, um, to invite people into this world of nutrient dense diets and 
feeding your family on a daily basis, the foods that really are going to support them in a, you know, for a future of, with a foundation of good health for a, a bright future versus like kind of slowly kicking things down the road and pushing them more towards the medical system. Well, I have two things to say, and then I'll tell you some examples. So first of all, um, my book has some very specific uh, information. Real Food for Rookies has some really, a whole chapter on these obstacles and how to get over all those obstacles. And um, also, if you sign up for my newsletter, which is at kellythekitchencop.com slash free, then also you'll get um, one of the freebies you get is a printable all about, you know, getting over those obstacles as far as um, what if, you know, you don't have enough, you think you don't have enough money for real food, you think you don't have enough time for real food, all those obstacles. So some of that's listed out there. But as some examples, um, you know, what I tell people as far as um, time wise, a lot of times, one of the complaints is that you have to run all over town, it's getting a lot easier, but you have to run all over town to get the different real food that you need for different recipes. So one of the biggest tips is like you talked about too, Hillary, is to get more friends um, to come on this journey with you and just start talking to them about it and getting them fired up too. Because then like at my, one of my um, best friends, Sonia, she, um, her and I will call each other when we're going to Costco or whatever, which Costco has lots of, it's another money saving tip. They have tons of really good deals on organic food. And so she'll say, Hey, I'm going to Costco. Do you need anything? Or I'll say, Hey, I'm running the grocery store. Do you need anything? We save each other trips that way. So that's one, mm-hmm. one way so you can save time. Another thing is to, whenever you're making like a, a burrito casserole or whatever it is, always make extra for your freezer because it doesn't take really any more time. And that'll save you on a night that you've got a super crunch night, you know, and you don't have time to cook. So um, those are just a couple, you know, quick tips as far as time. And as far as money, a, a big help is to buy in bulk. That saves mm-hmm. you a lot of money. And there's other ways too that, you know, again, talking to your friends, they'll, they'll be like, did you know that, you know, Costco has a deal on, on the butter this week. And, you know, you, you kind of keep that, um, you know, that dialogue going with your friends so that, you know, you know, you, maybe you don't know when all the sales are, but between you and all your friends, you can let each other know. There's also ways to save money on real food by um, being on different Facebook groups or whatever, where they're talking about deals and, and how to be frugal, but still put real food on the table. Um, having a garden, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's tons of things like that. Yeah. Just, I'll even see on Facebook groups, people that are like, I've got a whole basket full of lemons for my tree. They're going to be outside, come by and pop by and get them. They're free. Right. You know, yeah. this is, That's, if you really look for it, if you're willing to do a little bit of, you know, looking around a little, like, like Hillary says, scratching the surface, you'll, you never know what will come up for you locally. You know, it may not be for everyone, but if you yourself take the time to, to go check it out and go, Look, you will, you will find. We don't have any lemons because we're not in California. <laughs> and I'm like, well, in California. <laughs> <laughs> I picked a lemon from Chuck's tree yesterday. A Meyer lemon. It smells so good. Oh, I'm like, we're so lucky. Why don't, yeah. So lucky. And then you probably looked up and felt the sun on your face. Yes, I did. And now I'm sorry. It's so healing to me, but I'm about to go back to the snow. Florida and I want to go back. It was so wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think Rita and I talk a lot about this is cook once, eat twice, right? Like you just said with the burritos, but I have a big question for you because I haven't jumped into this myself yet. Well, I've done the crock pot thing. And I think actually when I was uh, first starting out, I had a Vita clay, which is like, I'm I'm not sure if you recommended that or I just saw it at the, okay. So 
I, I want, I think a huge time saver for me anyway, and money saver is to have those bigger or lesser cuts of meats that like the chuck roll or the top round or whatever that you can um, cook once and then eat several meals, you know, whole, like you go buy a pound of roast beef at the grocery store and it's a small fortune and lasts a couple of days. But if you make a top round and have a whole, you know, roast beef yourself, it's just, and yeah. it's slow and low and time does the, it really doesn't take more than an hour and a half or so. So, but the crock pot Instapot is my question because the Instapot, Chuck bought me an Instapot and I, I just have never gone there. Like I, I guess because the way I trained myself was to make stocks and broths and stuff um, on my stovetop. But I do know when we were doing the GAPS diet and healing, the Vita Clay and my crock pot were huge because it was, you could stick stuff in frozen and leave it, you know, and it was you a meal. Tell you a story about that? I can tell you a story from two days ago about this. Okay, tell me. Why I like my Instant Pot better. Mm-hmm. So if you have a lot of time, then the crock pot is fine. But if, and sometimes if your cut of meat isn't huge, then you can still do this in your crock pot. But I have um, a family of six of us. We're all big eaters. And when I say big eaters, you would not believe the food that we put down in this. Wow. And so the other day, um, it was Saturday and I wanted, you know, something like comfort food. It's snowing like crazy out here forever. And so I got out um, two big roasts from the freezer, a beef roast and a pork roast. That's all I had. So I just pulled them out. And so I threw them both rock solid frozen because this is how we do things. I don't think ahead around here ever. So I threw them in my crack pot because this was at like eight in the morning. I thought, well, surely this would be ready by dinner. Well, I think it was, they were too big. So it got to be about three o'clock and I checked it and it was so tough still. I'm like, this is not going to fly. What are we going to (laughs) do? So I pulled out my instant pot, threw it in there for an hour and a half. And it was so tender and wonderful. Mm. And I made it into like barbecue beef sandwiches, Mm. barbecue pork, but it was a mix, whatever. I made my own homemade barbecue sauce. That took literally like four minutes. You know, right, tell us that. Give us that right now. Can you? The recipe? Yeah. Oh, or, barbecue or just what's sauce. in it? Barbecue sauce. Yeah. Okay. What's in I have the recipe on my blog, but I make it different every time because you just squirt. So mm-hmm. I have like my, like a, almost a whole thing of organic ketchup. I shove, I, so it's, I guess it's not technically homemade. I don't like do the tomatoes, but, and then a squirt <laughs> of mustard and maple syrup and um, sometimes a little bit of palm sugar too. Like sometimes I mix my natural sweeteners. It's like, there's a few nutrients in those. Might as well get a little bit out of each. And then, um, a little garlic powder, a little onion powder, salt and pepper, some paprika. So easy. Um, Yum. I'm going to be doing that tonight. So (laughs) So that was barbecue pork sandwiches. I did not make my homemade sourdough buns that day, but I got that down. Finally, all these years. Yes. I, Ooh, oh my gosh, that's I'm so one. excited because that's the one thing I cannot, I mean, I can make buns myself, but I just make it out of my bread dough. Cause I'm not really a baker. Like I've mastered okay. the sourdough bread, but buns, you can't find good buns anywhere. Uh, I can't, oh, but if you can make bread, you just form them into a Yeah, no, right. That's what I do. Right. But they're not the same, right? Yes, they are. It's all about how you shape them. Oh, like okay. With buns, you gotta, you gotta make it like a ball, kind yeah. of a big ball. And then you kind of Fatten it a little so as the oh. rises, it's just a regular bun shape. Okay, I'm doing that. And they're really good. But my really good sourdough starter, I have to start like the morning before, right? To get something for the next day's dinner. And I just don't often think I have that much. Yeah. 
so then that pork and beef combo, we had a ton. We actually had some left, which is rare at our house to have any leftovers because of our big eaters. But we actually had a bunch left. And the next day, a couple people had like um, leftover sandwiches. And then I made like a homemade um, beef stroganoff for dinner that night. Mm. And wow. so I, could use, I cooked the meat once and we used it really for like three, you know, some lunches the next day and then another dinner. Yeah, I think that Yummy. Most- that's so it's so easy. It's like, it's, it's uh, my standard is to do, like make a big chicken. I don't feed as many people, but if I have a nice sized chicken, even if I do it in the crock pot or a roast in the oven. And then my first meal, the first night is just like just a piece of breast and send the potatoes and carrots. Great. And then I, then I pull the chicken, I've got the meat, then I make the broth. And then now I can either do chicken soup. And if I still have a little meat left, I'll make like a little enough. It'll be enough to do chicken tacos or something you yeah. know I never have enough to make uh, like chicken tacos out of it but we usually can the next day like you said do like a soup or a stew or a uh, like pot a pie or something yeah something like that now I, I once in a while I'll think about like someday if we ever have um an empty nest I don't I don't really think that's ever gonna <laughs> and I don't someday. I honestly don't even want it to happen I love having all my kids around Aww. yeah you know, I, it's, I, it's not, I'm not one of those that dreams about having an empty nest, but I do think about mm. like how meals will be so different when it's just Kent and I, and I was thinking, you know, like after a chicken or whatever, we could probably have enough left over to have, you know, a couple more meals, maybe have like chicken salad or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just going to be so weird. It's so, it is sort of a mindset when you're just always churning out for yeah. a big family, right? Well, let's talk about a little bit about kids and how you get kids on this track. I know you had your little one um, in the very beginning, right? Isn't that what got you on this as he was suffering? Well, with something I would or- say it should have been what got me on, but it didn't. What happened was I cleaned up everything just because I, I learned about the Western Price Foundation and I started, you know, changing everything. And then I realized, oh my gosh, he's a little sweetheart now. He's so easy. He's happier. And doesn't freak out over everything. And he's a, actually now he's a, um, almost 22 year old sweetheart. Like anything wow. he shovels old drive, you know, he's just a good kid. All my kids are really great kids and they love most of my food. They still complain, you know, like that, that they don't get a lot of the crap that they want. So for Christmas, I don't know if you guys saw on my social media, no. I, um, I showed how, um, one thing that I put in their stockings from, Santa was a free um, box of disgusting, crappy cereal of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> so they got to pick their own crap cereal box of, you know, for, so I, I'm telling you when I am buying that crap cereal for them in the store, I am looking around like, this is embarrassing having this shit in my heart because it's, you know, <laughs> could be bust- has anyone ever busted you? What if they bust you? Aren't you the oh, kitchen cup? <laughs> I've had that before. Someone's like, you got that in your heart. Or one time I had to buy milk for my friend and I said, please tell me you want me to get you whole milk. She goes, no, I like skim. I'm like, mm, that's so bad. Please let me go. She goes, no, I just don't want the calories. She doesn't get it. Some of my friends still don't listen to me. So hmm. I have this, this low fat milk in my cart. It was so embarrassing. So anyway, <laughs> Oh, back to the kids. So well, I have one more. I have a question that you just said, because a lot of people, I feel like, like you said, a lot of my friends don't listen to me or don't get it. Do you get judged by your friends or do they feel judged by you? Do you think, or how have you navigated that? Cause that's a really hard thing when you have that epiphany of 
you know, this is the way I'm going to eat and I'm not going to compromise it. But then not everybody's with you on that train. Right. So in the very beginning, I do think that my friends would judge me, would, no, would think that I was judging them more because they'd be like, oh, kitchen cap, don't look at my cabinets, you know? Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? My cabinets aren't perfect either. So don't worry about it. I think over time, my friends all know that I don't, I'm not perfect either. And like, you know, we'll go out, you know, to the restaurant and, you know, I'll just eat and not try not to think too much about, I mean, if they don't have real butter, I cross the line. I will never go back if a restaurant doesn't have real butter because (laughs) if they don't have real butter, like what else is going on in that kitchen? Right. So there's some things I, I can't, I just can't, I can't do it. And like the other day we went in Florida for this place for crab and my kids still, you know, get mortified, but I'm like, you guys have real butter. She comes back and it is margarine. I go, really? Wow. Really? And she, you can tell she got it though. Cause she goes, yeah, welcome to America. Mm. So, you, you know, I could tell that she, and so I gave her a good tip because it wasn't it was restaurant. Yeah, yeah, right. So anyway, um, yeah. So I think that they were judging, afraid I was judging them more in the beginning, but now over the years, they realize I'm not like that. And I know that everyone, you know, has their thing that maybe they still, they still are going to buy, even if they yeah. know it's great for them. Yeah. Yeah, Hillary not, judges me all perfect. the time. I'm always like, quit help, quit judging me, Hillary. <laughs> I don't judge you, Reese. I just, <laughs> you just want her to be healthy. I just want you to be healthy. I'm just kidding. But it is I, very, very true that a balanced approach and a like I, I can see also people who are just having that epiphany and that wake up call being voracious learners and readers and soaking it all up and super extreme and super like. I'm not almost kind of righteous about it. And I'm like, Oh God, was I, that was yeah. probably me, <laughs> you know? So I'm sure I was like that some in the beginning too. I tried really, really hard not to, but I think it's difficult because we're the same. Like we know the difference that real food can make in their lives and mm-hmm. it can save them so many headaches over the years and yeah. so many, you know, literally other aches and pains yeah. and, and suffering and, and meds and, right. you know, just, we just want to help them. And we want, you know, like if their kids are crazy, you, you know, that, you know, if you just bought, bought, buy this instead of this mm-hmm. and you could have your life back, you know, and maybe homework won't be the struggle that it is every single night. And maybe there won't be the tantrums. If you just, you know, choose this instead of this, there's so much easier now too, because they have organic everything. You know, right. even if you don't want to make homemade mac and cheese, you can get organic mac and cheese in a box now. And you know, you, maybe they're not going to be getting as many nutrients um, that or for sure they're not going to be getting as many as if you made it homemade, but at least they're not getting the really bad stuff that's in the non-organic kind with all the crap colors and everything else. Right, right. So it's kind of that good, better, best. Yeah. And yes. getting getting your kids on track early and just keep showing up. We all know it's not easy. And especially with a big family, there's like, I feel like, you know, one kid likes this and two kids don't and one kid whatever it's everybody's different and has different palette, but I don't make special things for everybody. And I just keep showing up every day and this is how we eat. And hopefully that, that will, that will be what will be infused in them and those memories around the kitchen table. And there, it is fun to see as they get to be teenagers, they really, um, like my son, Wyatt was chose to make a steak, um, the other day for school. And he all of a sudden gets like rosemary and garlic and he had to put butter in the pan. He wanted to use butter and 
Um, and then he's like spooning the butter over the steak to help cook the steak. I'm like, oh my gosh, Anya actually just did that from Belcampo. And I don't know, you learned it on TikTok or something. And I was like, well, that that's a good, <laughs> thank goodness. Good. Very impressive. And you know, like, you know what, Hillary, so the kids have so much more uh, access to so much more information now that there's really, honestly, there's really no excuses anymore. Like we could kind of get away with it because we weren't on the interwebs as much, but and wouldn't have smartphones and all this information. So I think it's really interesting that the fact that all this info is out there and all of this real food talk is out there and has been for, I mean, Kelly said, you know, she's been doing this, my goodness, you know, a long, long time. So I think it becomes about, you know, continuing and just keeping to, to give the, 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 the knowledge and the information as you're getting it and just trusting that when people are ready, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they can't receive something they're not ready to receive. So it's sort of like, you have okay. to just keep going because you like, I think you've said in past podcasts, just meeting people where they are is one mm-hmm. of the most important things you, we can do for the listener is that everyone's at a different phase and everyone's in different stages and we, and they all have a, a body of, 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 um, circumstances within them that we just have no idea the whys and the where. So it's not just as simple as eat this and you're going to be better. We know that, but it's like, at least you're giving the information coming from a place of heart and intention to help. And then, uh, you know, as I, I think it's, uh, what I hear this saying, just, you know, take what you take, what you need and leave the rest. And then, mm. but they can always come back when they're ready to, to do more. And what you're teaching to, to your kids through, through showing, through example, that's always the best, best way to, I think, to I think so modeling show people right? too. just modeling it. And it, it, as with anything, so and my dad would like, if I call my dad for advice, he'll say, well, I'm going to, I'll give you advice, but you're not going to take it. You know, and it's like, shoot, you know, and, know. and because I think in a way we kind of want to hear what we want to hear. Right. And it's hard to hear you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Can I tell you something, Rachel? I think we're doing it wrong. Facebook <laughs> get people so riled up because I think they, they probably a lot of them are eating that stuff and drinking that, you know, the yeah. Mountain Dew and all that, and that probably, maybe they felt attacked by it. But I thought most of my people on my page knew like who I was, you know, yeah. like I'm here to tell you it's okay to drink pop and eat candy bars. I'm not, that's not who I am. If you yeah. want an occasional pop, then get it Izzy soda that doesn't have any crap in it. And this, that's what yeah. I tell people. Like that's my compromise. If you want an occasional sweet, then, you know, mix up your own Reese's. Like it's so much better anyway. Um, you know, like homemade peanut butter and organic sugar and, you know, home, like some better chocolate chips melted with butter and dip. That can be, that's my cheat when I do that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I don't even want the crap at the store anymore because I know it's so full of gross stuff. So when those people were so, you know, jumping all over me about that, I do think that maybe I was hitting a sore spot somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think another tip for parents too, is if you stock your kitchen and your pantry and your larder with the good stuff and you have the, you know, alternative or the more natural sweeteners and stuff, then they are, they, when they choose to make something, they don't have the option of grabbing. It's just just not there. So, you know, they'll go to something that's just by, what they have in front of them, they'll make a better choice because they don't have the bad choice, right? Yep. They will, because they will find every scrap of junk. If you have it in your house, that is what they will go hunt down. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. I have like organic sugar from Costco that I make my kombucha with, yeah. but we really stick to like 
maybe a little honey or a little maple syrup, or even now we've used monk fruit sweetener. And, and like, they're like, can't, can we use this, this regular, just regular sugar? And I'm like, no, I just, I own the only reason I buy that is for kombucha. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> like, you should label it kombucha sugar. I, I'm like, I yeah. have the other alternatives. So tell, it's. Tell me here about the monk fruit. How does, what do you use it in? How does it work? Well, we make like a really nice uh, hot cocoa with it. So we just put in the, so it's not going to spike your blood glucose levels. So we have our raw milk and cacao powder. And I put butter in there and Redmond real salt and then a little monk fruit sweetener. And that's it. Do you have that written down somewhere? I, I just, I just pinch it in. Like if I have three kids, I do three pinches. And then you taste test? I just... Well, they do. We kind of got it down to a science, <laughs> but oh, it's like, oh, that tastes not, but little pinches of it is all. Yeah, literally. It's probably a three teaspoons, maybe like yeah. a little teaspoon for each, but it's monk fruit sweetener. So it's not, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I have and, some, just haven't tried it yet. Yeah. And allulose, I, um, I was just talking to Chuck about this is supposed to lower your blood glucose level. So that's a new one that I have. A-L-L-U-S-E, I believe. So. Yeah, so maybe you can do your kill the kitchen cup research and all that. And yeah, tell your peeps. Yeah, because <laughs> so because you know we know. I mean that's the other thing too that a sweet is a sweet is a sweet, right? So even if you're having a natural sugar or fruit, it's still breaking down in your body too. Glucose, so you have to be mindful about the going crazy with even the natural stuff, right? So we're always trying to remind people to just like, even when we make cookies, I'm like one for each hand, you know, that was been my rule. My sister-in-law told me that way, she makes like, she's the Christmas cookie goddess who makes like 2000 cookies every Christmas and gives them away to be like, Oh my God. And, but she, um, she always had this rule that was one for each hand. And I was like, that's really good for even adults. Right. Cause we all know it's easy to go. Yeah. To just go and go. Go and go. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Reitz, what time do we have here? I turned off my phones. I want to make sure. Oh, well, I know our... we got about 10 minutes. Oh, good. Okay. You know, we're going, we're doing well. Well, Reitz, as a, Rita always calls herself the, you're, you're representing the audience, right? Because you're not super extreme. You haven't been doing this for 20 years. You're no. a little more laid back about the whole thing. But is there anything that you, any questions that you have? Kelly that um I want to hear your story oh go to letter a (laughs) okay that's (laughs) all about us yeah do it you know I think I well I think just even from hearing the little last segment you guys were talking about like how'd you make it well we put pinches and like how Kelly was saying oh you know it's just kind of like uh you know you're just that I think is one of the most uh valuable things I've learned about being in the kitchen and that's just the 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 consequence of actually being in the kitchen every day mm. and willing to get in there and whatever it is you're making doesn't matter if you're trying to do something elaborate or you're just trying to put throw together a quick something for dinner but just th- having that confidence to know like thinking in th- those terms of like well I have three kids and I have three servings and so a pinch 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 you know just like thinking like that is yeah. sort of uh one of the great things that happens through osmosis. If you're around somebody and you're cooking with somebody or you're on their page and you see how they're doing things, you can kind of get a better sense of, of it's, it, if you're baking fine, there's probably a little bit of a science to baking. If you want things to turn out, if you're, you know, I understand that, but when cooking is, is, you know, what you're doing, 
I, that's just been the most valuable to me is to not be afraid to not measure, to sort of yeah. start trusting my gut of what, what goes with this and even what flavor profile, like what flavors seem to go together and what doesn't like, I just recently made an, an apple pie and, but you know, I used all the good flowers and I mean, I mixed all the flowers and I mixed the sugars and they're all organic, but I was like, well, maybe I'll throw this cane sugar and this sugar. And I got it all mixed up in this one jar. And I'm thinking it's all going to just work. So I take the same recipe for pastry and I'm like, what's, why does my crust not, you know, I'm like, it's because I'm just thinking I can mix anything and it's going to work. But I guess I found out that you don't really mix apples with raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries to make a pie. It was still delicious with ice cream and warmth. I bet. But but it wasn't like, you know, I see why that's not the top recipe for everybody. But I learned, you know, but I learned. I've learned baking is a science. It's a science. So I'm I'm getting more about that. But just the cooking thing, just knowing the pinches and the and the throwing in and and then and just trusting through tasting, like Kelly said, just keep tasting. Yeah. It's so valuable because if you don't, the confidence is so big. And I think that goes back to where we are here, which is what helps people to even want to do, you know, be in the kitchen with real food is that it can feel scary because it's it's like you're looking at this. A table of ingredients, I'm like, what? Oh, how do I put this together? You know? Yeah. And when you start breaking it down, you see how simple it is. It's like, okay. And then once you just keep going, it's, it becomes easier and easier and easier and easier, you know? But still, I'm going to make apple pies, you know, too. So. Of course, you are. Rita. Of course, of I will. Course. Of course. Of course. We all need apple pie in our life. But I do think that's super overwhelming for people. I think you're right. I think that that is something that sort of freaks people out because, you know, they look at, I didn't used to be good at this either, but it's just yeah. over time and more taste testing, like you said, and then you just figure out what's good. And that reminds me of one thing I was going to say earlier, we were talking about how to get your kids on board. And the biggest thing is just to make your food taste good. Mm, I mean, if, if yeah. it tastes good, they're going to love it. You know, my dinners, almost every night, my family loves my dinners. You know, yeah. the only thing they complain about are like, that I don't have you know, like a lot of snacky snacks around. Mm, I get that recently. I've gotten that like, what can we have? I'm like, well, we have meat sticks right up there or have an apple or, you know, um, but they, you know, they don't want that stuff. They, you know, they want like a bag of chips. Yeah. Can you find a bag of chips? I always look for the Jackson's honest. Wait, but I I don't, you said, you you said to ask a question. I was going to ask Kelly, what Mm. is a kitchen cop? What do you say, what would you say are the top, you know, top three offenders and uh, what are there's like when you were saying this, not that, what would you say are the top three offenders and what, how can you, how can our listener, uh, you know, start making those little changes? Oh gosh. Well, butter is huge. As I said before, if there's anybody mm-hmm. that doesn't use real butter, then, you know, that, that is one thing that I'll, if I see that in someone's refrigerator, I'll be like, can I just throw, the, throw that away for you? Because you know, you don't ever need to buy that again, that little tub of whatever, you know? So that still makes me crazy that there's people who still think that that is better for some crazy reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one is huge. Um, condiments are huge. Those are the easiest thing to switch out. Um, yep. Yep. you know, making my own mayo. I have a video that shows how I can do it. And I think it's like three or four minutes or something mm-hmm. and no time at all. Mm-hmm. Condiments are easy. And, you know, just, um, beverages, you know, just mm. choose, choosing the ones that don't have the high fructose corn syrup in it, you know, Casey's lately into the, um, the sparkling fruit things that. Oh, like the LaCroix? Yeah. They don't have yeah. anything 
anything bad in them. It's just true. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's that brand or another one like that, but you know, just like a, and he feels like he's getting a pop and there's no sugar in there. And, um, or milk, you know, just making sure that you're getting, if you can get raw milk from the farm. If not, we have another option for people nearby. Um, you guys probably have it too. It's um, pasteurized, but never ultra pasteurized. But there's this um, from a mm. farm where it comes in a glass jar and, and it's low temp pasteurized and not homogenized. Mm. So that's sort of like mm. a second option. I list that all on my website, you know, like what, you know, in order of what's the best to worst, you know. For okay. Them. Wow. Okay. I think those are really good tips. And somebody asked me the other day, what's the best thing people can do to start? And it's just like I said, find your local food system, just start to find it because they are everywhere. Every, I mean, there are of course the food deserts, but if we, if we don't support our local food system, we're really in trouble. And I went to um, the grocery store yesterday, I won't name which one, but a very popular, you know, organic, well, I can just say I went to Whole Foods. Yeah. But <laughs> and everyone can probably figure it out. But it was like, it, it was so, the the produce section, I was just shocked. Like every apple looked like it was, like had wax covered all over it. And I'm so used to the farmer's market food that it didn't, it just seemed old to me and preserved mm. in some ways and and picked, way picked over. And Chuck said to me, well, the the Amazon shoppers are there. People are shopping for, I don't oh. quite know what's going on, but people are the shoppers, right? That they deliver the food and because people don't yeah. want to go stores now, but it's, it's like, it's like everything was taken and the dregs were left out. I just couldn't believe it. And so finding your local food resources is best, is the best, best way to go. And I think the, the least expensive and you get the most bang for your buck and the most nutrient density. I want to go back to that, but the Weston A. Price Foundation has chapter leaders all over the world that are designed to connect you to your local yep. food system. You just have to ask. You just have to go to their site and type in your town and you'll find the closest person. And then you just keep asking and then you get your friends. And like when I first discovered the raw milk and that's what healed my child of eczema, I had a, um, a nice family, well, Kristen Canty, you know her, um, she and her family, I had all these little babies. They drove and did the pickup and got the milk and delivered it to my house. And, you know, once I was able, then I participated in it and it became you know, a really fun, nice co-op. So, um, but really, and just supporting your farmers, it's so nice to be able to hug. Well, I mean, not everyone's hugging right now, but to I look am. your farmer in the eye I and am. say, thank you for, I mean, I am, yeah, we are. But uh, to say thank you for your work and this is beautiful and that exchange and you know exactly what you're getting and the intention that was put into it. It just, I, I just noticed such a difference of how I felt about picking up a head of lettuce at the grocery store versus picking up a head of lettuce directly from my farmer. And I know not everybody has access to, you know, beautiful produce year round, but you can typically get access to really great meats and eggs and um, you know, dairy and whatnot, if you start to scratch the surface. So I just want to, and, and you're going to get more nutrient density and you're going to see, and you ask your farmers how to prepare things, different cuts of yeah. meat. They know, and they'll give you the tips. They're happy to share. And then you use the whole animal or less wasteful, but the um, organ meats is something that I think we could touch on because I know for so many people and especially kids uh, it's, well, kids, I feel like the younger you start them, they have no preconceived notion of like what that something's going to taste bad. So they typically like them. But I know as adults, we've kind of been removed from 
having organ meats in our diets for a while, but we, you know, people like us are bringing that back and see the value in it. So I just want to touch on that a bit because, um, I mean, Rita is open about how for her, it's just really hard. And if she knows it's in there, she doesn't want it. But wait, before you, but I'm not, you I'm not shaming you. Just, um, no, no. Before, yeah. Cause well, before it, it's a hard, it's hard for everybody. Before you get into it, just a really good example. Just this week, my brother is lives in Texas and, you know, they have this winter storm happening in Texas, which they it's, it's been as cold as it's been in 30 years. Right. Wow. And he is manages this huge uh, grocery store. And he he's he pointedly told us all in a message that like all the things that were gone, like, oh, my gosh, people were panicking. All the meats gone, all the things gone, blah, blah, blah. And then he texted me, he said, only thing that's left, chicken feet and organ meat, like liver and chicken feet and tripe, you know, everything wow. else gone. So just to tell you that that mentality is so widespread that it's like the last to go. And I'm thinking, and I go, wow, chicken feet. And I said, that's what, you know, I would stock up on if, you yeah. know, if I was, you know, just to, well, if, it, yes. if I was in a situation of like emergency, I know that I could make See? some at least bone broth with all the yes. chicken feet. I'd have options. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. So guess what's on my counter right now? Chicken feet. No, um, beef heart. Mm-hmm. I have two packages of beef heart and two packages of um, regular ground beef, and I'm going to make meatloaf later. And so, Rita, have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried beef heart? Because guess what? There is no organy taste at all mm-hmm. to beef heart. It tastes like steak. It's if so- I have had it, it's because Hillary snuck it into something and <laughs> gave it to me. <laughs> well, here's what. Here's the thing. It's, it's not like I'm going out and like dealing with like a piece like a heart from yeah yeah however big a cow's heart is i had my butcher grind it oh yeah they're bigger yeah i had my butcher grind it and put it in so it's not a whole pound of beef heart it's like part heart and part ground beef yeah so he just mixes it out for me so he does the same thing with liver now i and so i use that when i'm making things like tacos or chili and then you you don't taste anything you know because again it's not the whole pound it's just part of a pound you know Mm -hmm. And so that's how I get liver into my family. And also um, some of us take, you know, some liver supplements just because it's not like we eat it very often, but Mm. the the meatloaf, you know, you want meatloaf to taste real beefy. Like I don't want, some people are fine with a little bit of liver taste in their meatloaf, but I want it to taste like beefy, you know, just a regular. So this is going to be extra yummy with a heart in it. Okay. That's a good tip. Okay. I might try it, Kelly. Like sauce for the tap or whatever. Yeah. Well, I found... You can even get dog grind at like the butcher shop, which is just ground up organs and meat. So, or the, the, the beef. Yeah. So it's labeled dog grind, but I take that sometimes and just put it in with extra ground beef and then, um, and then, and then freeze it or whatever, or then make burgers or make meatloaf or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so you can get creative, but ask your butcher, because if you don't want to grind it, which I think is the big issue for a lot of people, it's like that, the processing of things. Yeah. Uh, just ask, just ask. You know what? You know, the beef heart is getting so popular now, I think, because we've, you know, people like us have been talking about it, you know, yeah. and there's a waiting list for the hearts now at our butcher. Wow. Wow. Because they're a whole animal butcher, you know, they're, mm-hmm. it's a really good place and, you know, so they got to wait till they get another one come in, you know, another one comes in and one heart per animal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's incredible. That's so, it reminds me of my friend back in Missouri who would, that's what they like for Christmas. They would, 
they would, you know, get, slaughter the cow and then pass out all the meat for Christmas to all their, and they had lots of kids, you know, in the family. So it was like, Nutrient. they just, it was amazing. Yeah. That was like big Christmas was everybody gets a bunch of like steaks from that, you know, for their freezers and they're, they're set for the winter. Well, and I think when people taste real food too, like I, we've been delivering this lunchbox for the kids at the school while we've been um, out of school and people comment on the difference in taste of the real farm fresh food and especially the grass fed beef and the, um, the dairy, whatever. It's just different. And you can feel that. I always say you feel it on a cellular level. So if you just think of the nutrition that you really are getting into your kids and um, Rita and I talked about this with letter I, the integrity, making choices with integrity and you just show up every day and you do the best you can do. You can't change it all at once. I mean, I, I'm kind of like all in and go, 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 but you just, some people just take little baby steps and you start to learn and it doesn't take a long time. That's what I really want to encourage people is that it doesn't have to be a 10 year process to learn to cook. You just have to decide to do it. And then you have to know that you're going to have some flops, but in your heart, you know, it's worth it. And you know, you're doing the best thing you can for your family. So uh, I just want to encourage people to just keep learning and keep showing up right with integrity. I keep failing, keep failing, you know, but just fail, fail forward. forward. Just fail forward. Just keep have it. Have you seen the section on my blog called um, Kitchen Cat Food Flops? No. I have a whole mm-hmm. section of those. <laughs> Especially, you know, what's funny, I have not had any like as many recently, except when I was struggling with my sourdough. But in the beginning, you do, you have a lot. I have a lot of food flops from the beginning. Like, you, oh, and yeah. It, it stinks because it's expensive and, you know, the food we buy is not cheap. And the last thing you want to do is waste it. But usually I can figure out a way to salvage it now. But yeah. it was tricky in the beginning. <laughs> I know, right? Or even if it doesn't look pretty, you're like, just eat it. It's going to be yeah. fine. Tastes good. Like it's not going to be perfect, you know, but you can, but every day people are going to be hungry again. So you always have an opportunity to do try it again. So just keep trying, do your best, work with the ingredients, the best ingredients that you can get. And, you know, that this go from there, you know, really is kind of like a baby step towards things. And you'll have these little victories along the way and you'll be happy and you'll feel, I think like Hillary said, you'll feel more, you just feel more at peace that you really are doing the best that you can and not and deciding, you know what, even if the biggest decision you make today is, is to get rid of those condiments, that's great. Good for you. You know? Yeah. Oh gosh. That's like our number one switch out, right? Condiment crusade. Well, I think I was going to ask about how you could empower people to stay in the hope right now, especially in this time when it's a lot of people are feeling uncertain and out of control or have no, you know, lack of control. And, uh, like Rita just said, I mean, it's, I think it's so fulfilling when you can make better choices. And this is something that we can do right now is decide to, to nourish ourselves better. And especially when we know now, you know, our immune systems are so, so important and, and gut health and your, everything that you put in your body affects your brain, right. And how you think and how your kids think. And, and it's an opportunity to, to do better and to show up in the best way you know how, especially in times when we just can't control everything, right? We have to let a lot go. And, um, but it, it comes back, um, in a real heartwarming, it comes back to, so, I mean, tenfold, right? The, the amount of good, the benefit, yeah, yeah, the, the benefit, benefit is so nice, but maybe you could give a little bit as we wrap up a little bit of 
hope and encouragement to our listeners to just jump in the ring and um, and get started. Get started. Yeah, I don't know if um, you know people that are watching or listening to your podcast. You know, are are they in the same page as us? in general, or a lot of them still kind of early on? And are, do you think there's a lot of people that have a lot of fear of COVID and what's going on? Or do you think most people are just doing the best they can and they're not really worrying about it too much? Like, where do you think your peeps are? You know, I think there's a mix for sure. And actually sure. a really good point because I've wanted to be a little bit more vocal about, about this because the fear is what really hurts my heart is the fear and people feeling like they have to do something and, um, that maybe, or just because that's the narrative, but when you understand your immune system and the power that and control that you actually do have over your own health, it's so liberating and you don't have to live in fear. So, but you know, you can get slammed for saying one thing or another. So I've kind of tried to walk the line, but it, what we're here for is empowerment. You can take this information and throw it out the window if you want. But if it resonates with you, like somebody said to me, Hillary, just put your ant- antenna, just keep shouting. And the people that have their antenna up will hear it. And those who don't, won't. So, that. you know, we just do the best we can. But what are your thoughts on it all? So, you know, like you said, I there is so much we can't control right now. And it's so hard to see so many people that feel like the shot is their only hope at getting through this. I, I can say that, thank God, my husband and I have never had any fear about this. Now it's not like, I think it couldn't get us like, you know, we could get COVID. We could even die from it. I think it's the chances are like slim. Yeah. Yeah. They're slim. Like they're so slim and we're young, we're healthy, but even people who aren't young and healthy, the chances of them dying of this are still so, so small. But again, that doesn't mean that there's no chance because guess what? When we live in this world, living in this world is risky. Mm-hmm. We choose to drive, you know, we choose to, oh, yeah. you know, put our lives on the line and trust other people on the road all the time. That's pretty darn risky, but you know what? We put our seatbelts on, we watch out for people. We do the best we can. That's how I see it with this whole COVID thing. We are feeding our families the best we can. We're controlling what we can control, putting the best food in our bodies. We can without being perfect again. And building up our immune systems and doing everything to keep our gut healthy and and not having that stress of that fear that I think is going to pull you down so much more. And then, you know, again, I know if, if something crazy would happen and, and COVID would get us, then that's just part of living. And of course, we don't want to get it, but, you know, I have my homeopathic remedies if anything happened. I have, you know, supplements. I have other things that I feel like I get, get my family through. I know about these, um, you know, the medications that they say work that nobody's talking about those, you know, I would talk to my doctor about that. So there's just so many options, I think, to not be, to not live in fear. And so just control what you can control, like you said, and do the best you can with your family. But here's a question because some, so 88% of our country is metabolically unhealthy and 54% of our kids have chronic disease. Mm -hmm. So to the listener who's out there that is one of those metabolically unhealthy people, they might think, well, that's easier for her to say she's healthy. I'm in so much fear because I know deep down that I'm not healthy. What would you say? Because I think also, I really want to let people know that your journey to health can be months, days, you can start to feel better. 
it's a deciding and then, oh, there's our timer. Um, but it doesn't have to be, I, I do say too, there are layers of disease. So for some journeys are longer than others. And, but it's a, it's a choice to choose a different lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's habits. It's, it's not just, I'm going to do this diet or I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to lose 10 pounds doing this. It's choosing to change your lifestyle and to be stronger and feed yourselves, right? To feed yourself on that new, with those nutrient dense foods that are going to, I mean, I guess it, yeah, just, I just would love to remove the fear um, and that's, well, it's like driving a car. Like she yeah. said, it's like, yeah. I said, it's like food is the same thing in the kitchen. So, you know, you're not going to be perfect. And there's other, there's, I mean, on the road, there's other people you can do what you can do, but other people are also driving. So in, yeah. at least in your kitchen, you can make better choices and have whatever available, but eating, eating whole foods and choosing to do that is kind of like wearing your seatbelt. You know, it's like, you're still going to be the best out you there can. Yeah. And your body is your body is your body. And, and, and you can try to get it there, but people like Kelly said, there'll be people in, in, in perfect condition that will get a disease that will, you know, have a terminal disease that will, cannot be cured. You know, there are going to be risks. And there's also, I believe a, a mystery factor to life that there's just going to be things that we don't know, unforeseen things, circumstances. It just, that's, it is living life. But so we can't promise if you do this, you're not going to die. I mean, that's ridiculous. So we're just saying, you know, from what we know of the body, from what we know, how it works, what we know of immune systems here are going to be some really great choices. Hey, just try it. You know, it's not going to hurt you to try. It might hurt. It might hurt more to not make the changes. That's, I think, kind of the point is to, you know. And you're helping shift humanity, right? Like, I mean, like we're shifting consciousness. If you start and you lead by example, I mean, I think the fear is like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die, but we have to look at our society and the ramifications of what's happening by just following, you know, the mainstream narrative. You you have to really be a warrior for yourself and your family and for humanity, I think, to create this shift and this groundswell of like-minded mamas to really take action, right? We're all going to die. We're all going to so die. We're not getting to your life. So yeah. how would you like, so it's all, it's really about dying. It can, how, how do you want to die? Do you want to die? Do you want to die well, or do you want to die sick? You know? So yeah. You and I just die. posted about my dad. I think he really lived life to the fullest so that he wasn't afraid of dying. You know, I mean, we have to, what's life if you're going to live in fear yeah. or you can't bend down and tie your shoelaces or you can't run with, I mean, so that so much, like we said, the, the benefits are tenfold and it's really simplicity is gourmet. Keep your decisions simple, keep them local, you know, cook once, eat several times, reach out to people like us, find your tribe and just do the best you can. That's all you can do. Give it, give the rest over. Kelly, what do you think on that? I agree hundred percent. That's all we can do. I mean, I, I feel like living in fear is only creating more stress, which is Mm. bad for us too. Right. And so, you know, we still get together with friends and um, family that are comfortable getting together. And it makes us sad. The ones that you, but you have to respect people. If, yeah, of if, course. if they're not comfortable with it, then we just respect that and we let it go. But it is sad. You know, we miss them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I feel like there's so many options that we could, that we could jump into. And like you said, Hillary, there's, there's only so much we can control. If you, you know, I can't, I can't stress out about 
other people stressing out either, you know, to make yourself crazy. Right. <laughs> I know. That's why then I, you're not really living anymore. You know, right. no. So that's why, that's why Rita, don't leave me. Keep me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the beauty of the interwebs, right? We can always connect. So I do say do connect with people. What? Do you guys live by each other? Yeah, we do. Okay. But I always been telling her for years, I'm like, don't leave me. Cause sometimes I think she's just going to push the eject button and like, you're like, I'm out. <laughs> and I always tell her, Hillary, we're always going to be friends. Our kids are yeah. going to be best friends. <laughs> we're going to be friends. <laughs> no, we're not. You're my forever friend. I swear. You're my forever friend. Hope Aww. I see you in heaven someday even. Well, now I'm so excited that you know Kelly because you guys are just like two little peas in a pod. Yay. Aww. Fun to meet you. Fun Although, to meet you too. I feel like I know you from watching all Hillary's Instagram stuff from the school lunch. Oh my god! Well, we've mentioned you so many times. It's nice to put a face. Well, actually, I should say the biggest quote takeaway from Kelly, the kitchen cop. And speaking of organ meats, is you said I don't know how many years ago, but you said in one of your things that this is way back. You're like, sometimes you just got to put your big girl panties on and like get after it. And I'm like, that is so true, right? It just that's what I said the first time I touched chicken feet. Still hard for me. The heads, I can't. I oh god, fine. I have not gone there. Do you do the heads? I do the heads, yes. and I can find them. I can't always find them, but it took me a wow. year to do the feet, and then another year to do the heads. And sometimes you should see. Crazy. You should see a boiling kettle of of chicken heads and feet is like. You're a way bigger girl than I am. A big deck, but I put my panties on because you told me to. She said <laughs> she mentioned you. She's like just like she says. Put my no, big panties on. Put your heads in here. So sweet. Yeah. So see, you're <laughs> touching people. I mean, those are the little snippets of encouragement that people need. Right. And it's like, I can do this. I can do hard things. Right. Yes. And yes. then we are the ancestors in training. We like to say so that this wisdom just becomes the norm. Right. It doesn't have to be this squeamish, weird thing to eat liver. Yeah, it's like, down, yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Why don't you let Kelly give all her information? Yeah, give your information. Tell people how they can find you. And Okay, my book is on uh, Amazon, Kelly the Kitchen, or I'm sorry, Real Food for Rookies. And my newsletter is kellythekitchencop.com slash free. And I also teach people about safer skincare. Mm -hmm. I know Hillary loves beauty habits too. So, um, you can find that on my website under the skincare tab where I talk all about what I love and what else, what am I forgetting? Um, Instagram, you're on Instagram. Yep. Kitchen cop on there. Kelly, the kitchen cop on Facebook. And I'm on the new ones too. Um, like me, we, and Gab. Oh, wow. I, haven't I, done I mean, if you just search kitchen cop, you'll, I think you'll find it, but if not, okay. if you get on my newsletter list, I usually put links in there. I try only sending my newsletter like once a week, sometimes last, like I was on vacation last week, so I didn't send anything out. So I try not to bombard email boxes because yeah. I know everybody has a little bit too much email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it's packed with powerful information and I've realized like, I can't, I go on to websites now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like these people have like 500 recipes like you for free. I'm like, how do I compete with that? But now I've realized I'm never going to be able to find the time right now to sit down and create 500 recipes for a blog. I'm just going to point people to the people that I love. And that's, we're always shouting people's names from the rooftops because you can't do it all. So I think this helps just the podcast with Kelly is great. This is a really valuable podcast because no matter what we've said in an hour, now they have 
the resource to go find Kelly and go do their own searching and their own rabbit hole diving and see what she's all about. And And I'm sure that journey. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. Boom. There you have it. (laughs) All right. Well, stay warm. We love you so much. You're so grateful for all that you do. Keep doing your thing. So much, you guys too. I love the new podcast. It's so awesome. Yeah, you guys, please give us a good rating because oh, then uh, go on Apple iTunes podcast, The Soul Show, and give us a, a review, a rating because then this will rise to the top, right? The algorithms will give us, I don't yeah. even know how it all works, yeah, but exactly. more know. people will get the information. Right? I'll put or not. It on my blog too. Like once you give me the thing, I'll put it, I'll put it in a blog post. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Okay, love you guys. Love you too. Take care. Okay, Okay, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Be well. Be well.